0: Why the hell were you trying to compete with Pentagram and and try and get humongous, <laughs> humongous projects when you when you hadn't actually had a project like this before?
1: Well, I had worked, as I mentioned, like I had worked with these big agencies in the past. And one, when I worked with them, I was like, I can do what they do. And they charge so much money, right? Like we're talking about millions of dollars a year. I've, I've seen the contracts. I've seen the scopes. I'm lucky in that way that I I've, I've been exposed to that. Because it gave me the confidence to believe, Jack, that I could do it too. Like, I was like, if if this is the deliverables the, the that they show, I absolutely could slay this and literally make it a lot better. And that gave me the confidence to actually compete with them. And so when I started the agency, this also matters around positioning, right? Like, what are the type of clients I want to attract? And for me, it was like, I I don't want to compete with the smaller deals. I want to compete with the mid-sized deals. So not necessarily like let's just say Pentagram where they're doing like out of home ads, you know, billboards everywhere. But I'm talking about somebody that does have like 50K to 100K to spend on a site and branding, right, at least. And so I know these are big budgets. But that's kind of like the the, the area that, that I wanted to bring in because I'm not only bringing the web design and brand ex- expertise, but I do have the content and search ex- experience that you need to help a company grow. And so that's kind of like the pitch. And I think we're going to talk about the, the failure number two in a little bit. So we'll touch on that a little bit. But I did try to brand myself beyond just building on Webflow, which is what I where we wanted to build. Because I think to win those bigger deals, you have to do that. You can't just be like, I only do Webflow and that's it. And and it matters. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But two, to your second question, it's interesting. I think that my parents are actually restaurant owners. And so that I think is slightly different maybe from a traditional Asian parent that might want to make you. And then this is also generalizing. Things have changed. but. You know, a lot of them want you to have a career that is secure and high paying. So, we're talking about being a lawyer or being a doctor, right? And for me, the pressure always came in with my parents repeating to me, You should be grateful with everything you have because not a lot of people have that. And that is true, by the way. That is still true. And my parents obviously made me study crazy hours when I was in school. Not maybe, but you know, like they do push you to get really good grades and so I was scared of quitting I was scared of quitting because I was getting paid a lot of money I had insurance I had all the things that everybody will call as like financial security and just feeling safe and comfortable but I wasn't happy right Like I I was actually really 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 unhappy with the job that I had because I just I think I was meant to do this right like I just didn't have the control that I wanted and when I called my parents actually what they said was We've been waiting for you to do this. And the reasoning, it's actually, I know, it, it's like it actually lift off so much pressure off my shoulders. When I said that to them and then they said that to me and I asked them, like, "Oh, well, what do you mean? Is that they're like, if you truly want to be financially just safe, actually starting a company is one of the best ways to do it and that comes from obviously them starting a restaurant and that uh, the, uh, doesn't always apply but if you believe in something and you work hard that's kind of their philosophy like if you work hard believe it in something and of course you, you you're smart right like you, you you try all the different things you want to try then you you can make it happen and so like a lot of the self-pressure that i do have comes from a lot of the my parents saying we work you have to work really hard we have to work really hard but, you know, I have a therapist, I have a coach. And one of the things that I realized is that anytime or not any time, but sometimes when I get feedback and this was maybe more like a year ago when I would get feedback from clients and it was small, Jack, I'm saying like, hey, I don't like this color palette. Can you try other things? I would think to myself, oh, man, I'm not doing good enough work. I have to. Go above and beyond and work harder. When the And and by the way, and I was aware of this feedback. I was aware that it wasn't a big deal. But I knew that my brain was tricking me to tell me that I needed to work way harder. And, you know, you you can use that in your advantage, right? That means I'm a, a person that works really, really hard. But also, what I realized is that that self-talk from my parents from when I was a kid is still in my head. Don't take it for granted. It might be gone tomorrow, Jack. It might be gone tomorrow. And that's the self-pressure that I have on my shoulders that I have worked through. I've told my parents, you don't have to tell me to work hard. I, w- I already work hard. <laughs> like, it, it will help actually if you just listen and, you know, not tell me that. Uh, but, you know, my parents are my parents. They won't, they won't, they will keep saying it even if I, I do that. But letting them know how I felt was actually really helpful because they they did understand it which is hard in, in Asian cultures because they don't really believe in therapy that much my parents I think compared to other parents are pretty accepting so I do feel very lucky that I've been supported in in the ways that I have and I think from you know coming from an environment where they grew up in poverty they, my parents experienced famine in China you feel like you're gonna you might lose things tomorrow you know like you that's kind of the, the environment that you grew up in and I grew up with that fear and like when I was young, right? Because that's what you would hear from your parents all the time. And so, yeah, I feel like I've had benefits from growing in an environment where there's pressure to work hard, but also, you know, you, there's things in, in your mental health that I still have to
0: work on. What a beautiful answer. I think a lot of the time, our parents are just trying to protect us from from their own fears, right? And and their own glass ceilings, they might put onto you being like, whoa, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And But what they don't realize, that, what they're really saying is, I'm scared of this. And actually, that's a very difficult thing to, to manage when your glass ceiling is very different to their glass ceiling. Or maybe you believe that you can go here, but they're like, whoa, whoa, cowboy, wouldn't do that. And you've got to explain that you need to be given the space. And and just trust that you can you're you're doing what you think is is right for you and and that's all that needs to be said. I've had a very similar conversation with my parents. It's a very difficult one to have, but very important to try and and, and say what you what you want to do, regardless of of what they think, to a certain extent.
1: Totally, it's their projections, pretty much. Yeah, like what they wanted to do, but
0: putting putting the monkey on the monkey on off their back onto your back is how my therapist put it to me which i think was a quite oh, yeah. a good uh, yeah. image